This is TJ here with Baseline Times and Baseline MMA, starting off our MMA podcast here with uh, Gabriel and our new uh, co-host Josh. What's up, everybody? Say hi, guys. What's up, my people? What's up? What's up, everybody? All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and start breaking down some of the fights here, uh, get right into it. Uh, I would like to glance over some of the prelims to get started, if you guys can chime in if you would like. Uh, go ahead and kick it off with the first one here. Uh, Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogatov. Uh, so real quick with these two guys. Uh, Bogatov is his first fight in the UFC here. He is undefeated so far, a 10-0 record. Uh, he's uh, out of Russia. He's going to be a uh, he's gonna be a submission wrestler. Uh, majority of his wins by submission so far. Uh, going against Santos, who is... Um, undefeated in his last 12 fights. Uh, he's 11-0-1 in his last 12 fights, uh, so he is on a pretty hot streak there uh, to get kick off the card. Uh, you guys have any comments on that one? Well, I tend to usually gravitate towards uh, new fighters making their debut against, um, I guess, opponents because they want to make an impact or a statement. So, I mean, if I had to look at this fight and see who would do a little bit better... I'll probably go with the guy who's debuting, you know, just based on him trying to make a statement in the UFC that he belongs. Not only that, too, Santos is a savage, but um, anybody sort of uh, neutralized whenever they're taken to the ground. And, and you have, especially a Russian, you know, because the Russian, like Russian wrestling compared to like, um, like Western, I guess, wrestling, like United States wrestling is completely different. Like, like the Russians really mm-hmm. smother people. Um, for this guy to be mm-hmm. ten and zero coming into the UFC, and, and a majority of his wins are by submission, I'm just gonna say that he's uh, a Roman's definitely gonna control uh, any sort of grappling exchange that happens. I would imagine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so we'll go ahead and go and kick into the next one here. We got Makwan Amerikani versus Danny Henry. Uh, don't know a lot about Henry, although I have seen uh, Amerikani a couple times in the UFC. Uh, he actually has been in the UFC for uh, about five years. Uh, he's kind of just been building his way up the uh, under and the undercards there. Most of his wins by submission. Um, his most notable fight so far uh, was uh, he fought Shane Burgos, who, uh, if you don't remember his last fight, he fought Josh Emmett, who beat him on a torn ACL. Uh, that was uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fight of the year candidate right there. <laughs> Definitely. And for Henry, it's going to be his fourth fight in the UFC uh, when his uh, his last fight, uh, notable fight, uh, lost to Dan Ige, another up-and-comer in that division. I mean, there's no shame in losing to Dan Ige. Um, Maquan, in the, in the fight against Burgos, just looked lost. You know what I mean? Like, like he really looked out of his element. Um, but, I mean, Shane Burgos, I mean, Shane Burgos is Shane Burgos, like, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. I don't know. I think it's going to be like a sleeper, like a good fight. You know what I mean? Burgos a very tough guy. He has a win over Kevin Lee on his record. Very true. Very true. true. I just I just feel like this is like a classic grappler versus striker match. Um, you know, if if Marconi can take it to the ground, he may be more dominant that way. But if, it, if it's standing up, you know, Harry has a chance to, you know, I guess showcase his skills that way. So um, if I had to lean towards one, I will always go towards the grappler. You know, as long as they can get inside and do damage and take them down and, you know, control the pace, 
I can see it being a unanimous decision with uh, Mark Khan. Uh, the thing about, like, like Amir Khani is, um, like, if you watch his fights, like, his fights typically are, like, slow builds, like, decision, um, like, a lot of decision wins. Mm -hmm. Danny Henry does kind of finish exactly. fights. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a really good fight because um, Danny Henry is, like, a like a good submission fighter in, in Amir Khani, you know, kind of a slow-grinding, um, like, grappler. So, I mean, it's going to be full of good scrambles at least. This this next fight, too, uh Talking about Alize Zaliski Dos Santos versus Muslim Zalikov. Uh, Alize, a capoeira specialist. Uh, if you didn't see, uh, I think one of his last fights versus Sean Strickland, he had a great spinning kick that he, he knocked him down with. Uh, so that's going to be one to watch too. Uh, Zalikov, uh, 16 and 2 record so far in, on, in his career. So, been pretty dominant. So. Uh... <laughs> Salikov also has a uh, like 185 kickboxing wins and 13 losses. So, like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I'm definitely going with God. Salikov in that fight. This is going to be a great striking match. I don't know. I mean, uh, I it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be very yeah, I, I got I got Salikov as well. <laughs> Those Capoeira fighters, like, who was that guy that just fought, um, he just fought Diego Sanchez, that really weird guy? Oh, oh man, I'm drawing he, a blank on his name. He he throws yeah. like a lot of weird capoeira shit too. Oh, he was very unorthodox. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. loose. Those guys are weird, and I love it. So actually, that could, be like, <laughs> that could be like a sleeper fight of the night right there. Yeah, I like Flash. If you if you if you're willing to take a risk and do all kinds of crazy stuff and it gets you a win, hey, go for it. That's you know, I'm that's saying. what we want to see. You know. That's what I'm saying. Get you a little high right knockout. <laughs> and yeah, the last one, uh, real quick before we get to the main card, uh, is uh, Volkan Ostemir versus Jiri uh, Prochaska. Now, uh, Volkan oh, is uh, quite the record so far. Uh, and this is going to be another big one for him versus uh, a guy that doesn't have very many losses on his record. He's got three in, uh, three in a row. Uh, Prochaska, his last three wins, uh, three knockouts versus CB Dalloway, Fabio Maldonado, and King Mohammed Lawal. King Mo is, yeah. King Mo. <laughs> yeah, so those are his last three wins. So three notable guys, all of that have been in the UFC uh, that have impressive records themselves. So that should be uh, probably the best. No wonder it's at the top of the uh, undercard there. I feel like Uzdemir's. What? I was just saying. I feel like Uzdemir's trajectory went south once he lost that decision to uh, Dominic Reyes. Even though most thought he won that fight, and I kind of think he did too. But you know they had to put Reyes, an undefeated fighter, versus John Jones to make more, you know, more uh, I guess pay per view buys. But um, yeah, Uzdemir. You know, I feel like he can do damage. You know, and uh, take it to uh, uh, Yuri. So um, it, it just depends on where the fight goes. You know, if it's, a st if it's standing up, you know, I think Uzumir can get it done. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to go for Uzumir in this fight. Oh, yeah, I am too. Just so I kind of piggyback on what you said, like the fight with Dom Reyes, I thought Vulcan won that fight. So I'm going to pull for Vulcan on any fight after that just because I want him to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he's like only lost. Like he lost once in Bellator. And then, other than that, he lost to DC. He lost to uh, DC, yeah. 
Anthony Smith and then Dom Reyes, which, he, like, there's no shame in losing to, like, any of those three. Like, those are arguably, no. like, like, three of the best uh, exactly. light heavyweights in the world. So, And he's, like, super young, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's 30, so, I mean. Yeah, I, I like his chances in that fight, man. I, I really want him to uh, to kind of, like, put together, like, a string of wins and then maybe, you know, challenge for a title again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially challenging yeah. Jones. That'd be a good fight. Oh, yeah, and then uh, not a whole lot to talk about on the early prelims. Uh, we do have uh, Romanoff. If you guys, uh, Alexander Romanoff, he's stepping in on just a week's, uh, uh, less than a week's notice to go and step in on that fight. Um, really the only notable thing there to talk about. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's kind of like the narrative of Fight Island so far, is stepping yes. in on a week's notice. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's the way to get a title fight nowadays. <laughs> yep. And uh, just before we go ahead and kick into the main card here, um, I know, uh, Josh, you're new to the show here, so if you just want to take a second here and kind of introduce yourself a little bit, uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you guys for letting me join such a cool team. Um I have another podcast, actually. I don't want to like plug my podcast on this podcast, but oh, I please another, go ahead. I have another podcast. Hey, go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, it's called the Takedown Podcast, where I talk to like I talk to like athletes, like rugby players, MMA fighters. I talk to like porn stars and like you know just different different people from different walks of life. Um, but mm-hmm. outside of that, like I coach MMA, like I love MMA. Um, and when I seen when when I talked to Chevy initially about joining Baseline. Um, I was like super, super ecstatic, and then I met you guys just the other day, um, and you guys are really awesome. So I cannot wait to do some cool shit. Are we allowed to curse? Can we curse Definitely. on here? I don't see why not. All right, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> go already, for it. I've already dropped like four <laughs> Usually, I'm the one that swears, so it's nice to somebody take the load off my shoulders. Yeah, I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah, I try to pull back when it happens. <laughs> why not? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be with you guys, and, and uh, I think we're going to do a lot of cool shit. We're honored to have nice. you, man. It's cool to have somebody else on the team to talk to, and that's uh, you know experienced in the fight game as well. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I uh, yeah, this is, this is super cool. And um, honestly, like this is like the best week to podcast about fights because we have so many fucking good ones. I mean, and you couldn't ask for three three better fights as for the, for those title fights. I mean, and not only do you have those three title fights, but you have three former champions right before that. So I'm sorry, two former champions. Right? Yeah, two former I, champions right absolutely. before that. <laughs> absolutely. Thug, um, Rose. Thug Rose. Rose. Let's just, uh, let's rematch. go ahead and say Paige Van Zant's the uh, the swimsuit issue world champion. Okay. <laughs> this is a big fight for Paige Van Zant. Uh, this is the last fight on her on her deal uh, before she wants to go become a free agent or resign. She's gonna go play the field a little bit. You guys actually think she plays the field, or you think she signs again? Well, it depends. Her uh, her her argument right now is that her her arm is hurt, and uh, the UFC only covers a year for their the insurance, and then the rest of it's on you. And she's not getting paid enough. So uh, exactly. that's sort of where she stands right now. So this is a big fight for her. If she wins, then maybe she gets that deal. If not, we'll have to see. When you look at, like, well, I feel like she makes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like she makes more outside of the UFC anyway. It's like, why put yourself through this if you can do Instagram models or videos or Dancing with the Stars? I mean, unless you really, really love to fight, but you can make way more outside of the UFC. Like I said, I know it's the last fight of her deal. She wants to finish up strong. But um, she even said it herself. Like, whatever she's making now, it's like, it's almost pennies on the dollars. It's cheap. So it's like, if her arm isn't right and she's fighting this Amanda Rebus, it's going to be a short night for her. What you really got to think about, too, is like, her last three fights, um, she fought Michelle Waterson December 17th of 2016. And then she fought mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Rose Clark January of 2018. So that's a two-year gap. And then the following January, so last January, she fought uh, Rachel Ostevich, and she's not fought since then. So, like, in all honesty, like, in you know, like in my eyes, like, yeah, she's beautiful, but, like, she's not truly, like, a draw. You know, or she would fight a little bit more often, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I, I have to go with the fact that a lot of those deals don't come uh, without her being a fighter. You know what I mean? Uh, Instagram modeling is cool and all, but you don't get Dancing with the Stars and all those other things unless you're a fighter and a good fighter at that. And she is a good fighter, um, but she has Mm -hmm. to she has to kind of keep going. She's she only has twelve professional fights, so it's uh, it's not very many. She still has a long way to go. Uh, So if she wants to kind of break into uh, a new category, that's great. Uh, But if she wants to fight, she has to be 100% committed to that, which I'm sure she will be. Um, if she wants to do that, but she's got to be there. You know what's really scary is like she's fighting Amanda Rebus on her last like her last fight of her contract, and Rebus uh, in like her last three beat Emily Whitmore, uh, or I'm sorry Emily Whitmire. She beat Mackenzie Dern and she beat Randa Marcos, like all three like killers. You know what I mean? So like they're definitely not giving her an easy way out. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's never an easy way in, in the UFC really, and it's never an easy fight. Nope. Yeah, never an easy fight. So and this is this is not going to be another one either. Rebus is is a, a real contender here. She really is. She's surging too. She's on a four fight win streak. Yeah, I, I haven't seen her fight. Uh, what's what's uh? Have you guys seen her yet? Yeah. She, I have yet to see her fight either. She fought. Um, she fought in March. She fought Randall Marcos in March. Um, I'm trying to think of when that. It was the the Kevin Lee and uh, Charles Oliveira fight. Mm-hmm. The very first fight that uh, that the UFC okay. done with no crowd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, I mean, she won like a really good decision. The last time she actually lost was 2015. Um, and yes, yeah, like since joining hmm. the UFC, like she joined June 29th of 2019. She fought again in October. Uh, she fought again this March, and now she's fighting in July. So I mean, she's a, like a frequent fighter as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I, I I like her chances against Paige. Especially, Absolutely. Especially yeah, I do too. Yeah, especially if Paige is coming off like a layoff of over like over a year, you know? Yeah, we'll see it's if the ring rust is real with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a side note with that. Have, have you guys uh, kind of heard how Max Holloway was training with Zoom? Uh, his Zoom camp? <laughs> I'm a Max Holloway That's fan. Cool. Wow. <laughs> so that was how his whole camp. Was through Zoom. So <laughs> it's been pretty interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, so Jesus. Yeah, he said he has not sparred, <laughs> not once. Sometimes it's a good thing, truthfully. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for for the chin, absolutely. But uh, he, I, I assume, uh, when, usually when guys haven't sparred, they're usually slow starters in there. So uh, well, your timing's hopefully, be off. Yeah. 
Yeah, at least a little bit, hopefully at the end. So we'll see how that goes with Volkanowski. I'm not sure how his training has been. I uh, mm-hmm. I heard that, that New Zealand, like, because he trains out of city kickboxing, I heard New Zealand was already, like, back full capacity. Like, they were doing, like, concerts and, and like, different shows and shit, like, with a crowd. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that, like, he's been sparring and he's been in the gym, you know? Yeah, you'd be lying mm-hmm. if you said that wouldn't make a difference, especially oh, in that 100, first round. 100, you know what I mean? That first round. So you, you might see a big uh, difference in how sharp Okanowski looks versus, you know, Holloway might be a little bit slow off, off the jump. I'm a Max Holloway fan and a Justin Gaethje fan for life. Me too. So, so I oh, got definitely. A, man, Max is my boy. I hope he pulls it off. Yeah. yeah it's like be, the pace, the pace um, is unbelievable. It's like constantly moving, <laughs> constantly hitting, constantly. It never stops. So it's like I'm definitely a fan of both Gaethje and, and Holloway. So. I'm sure he's got a good a good chance this during this whole time to get that stamina right back uh, a lot better than it even was. The stamina was already top-notch to it, begin with, but I mean. And I. And I feel like Max thinks that, you know, the way Volkanovski won the first round, the first fight, he stayed outside and let kicked him to death. And, you know, he got inside and he made Max, you know, think a lot, you know, with the counters and everything. So I feel like Max thinks, okay, well, I didn't get destroyed in that fight. It could have gone either way. So maybe that plays a role. He's like, okay, maybe this time I just got to, you know, get my game plan, you know, get inside, attack, throw combos together, you know, and put the job, you know. Well, what I I think, I think exactly that, I think he didn't lose that first fight by a whole lot. It was a very small margin. He could it could have arguably mm-hmm. went to him for some people, and I think for him he's going to push the pace a lot more versus Volkanovski. He's not going to sit back on the outside and let Volkanovski pick him apart or leg kick him, you know what I mean, or anything like that. A second time he's going to he's going to go after him a little bit more and probably use that outstanding cardio to his advantage and see if maybe he can outlast him. I think when you watch yep. the first fight, like. Um... Alexander like landed like I think it was like seventy six total leg kicks, and you could see in, in, the, in the third and the fourth round, Max started to make those those little adjustments. I think he won the third and the fourth round, and then Volk just kind of exactly. took over like the fifth round and, and edged out the fifth round. But my like my way of thinking is that um, so like Volkanovski's like the same fighter through through five rounds, you know, and and against right. and against mm-hmm. Aldo, he was the same fighter. He He's a he's a great fighter. Like, he's a world champion. Don't get me wrong. He has an mm-hmm. outstanding low leg kick, and then he has power. You know, he dropped Chad Mendes. Yep. He uh, he definitely hurt Aldo. Like he he is a power puncher. If you can take that, um, like the adjustments that Holloway made in those in the third and the fourth round, and you can start a fight off with him. You know, checking the leg kicks, pulling the leg back. You know, if Max counter strikes just a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more to Max Holloway's game than there is to Volkanovski. Because like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Volkanovski wants to leg kick, he wants to throw the overhand right, or he wants to throw that right hook, and then he wants to take you down and kind of grind you out and, and, and throw, like, punches on the break and stuff like that. Um, whereas Holloway, when you go back to the Dustin Poirier fight, Holloway actually threatened an anaconda choke. I was going to go there. Yeah, he, he threatened an anaconda mm-hmm. choke on the ground. Um, and he, he trains, actually, at a Gracie Technics in, uh, in Waianae. So... He has a, a bit of a ground game uh, mm-hmm. that he can always kind of revert back to, and you've seen it in the Brian, uh, the Brian Ortega fight too. Ortega fight, yeah. He has good takedown. The thing beat. about go ahead. The thing, the thing about Holloway is that I feel like Volkanovski has the power. Like when he fought Dustin Poirier, you could see the power difference between Poirier and Holloway. Whenever Poirier touched him, he felt it. You know, Max put together nice combos to get Dustin. You know, whenever they fought. 
but you can see the power difference whenever he touched Poirier and Poirier touched him. So that's my only concern is that if he gets in too close, you know, Volkanovski maybe can drop him. But other than that, I think it'll be a back and forth affair. Ton of leg kicks, ton of combinations for Max. And, um, you know, it'll probably go to the scorecards again. Yeah, I, I think you'll see Max try to put that pressure on him, like I said, and I think you'll see Volkanovski try to wrestle him a little bit more to keep that pressure off of him. I think Max is such a volume striker, and it's like this is a typical matchup like we see a lot. Like we seen it with Colby Covington versus Usman. Like Colby's a volume striker, whereas oh, Usman, Usman's yep. like a power hitter. Um, Precision, yeah, and power. Yeah, and so we've seen this once more. We've seen it against Brian Ortega and, and Holloway. If you go back to their fight, like Ortega actually rocked uh, Max a couple times, and Aldo uh, rocked Max as well. But Max puts on such a pace mm-hmm. and such a volume that I think maybe in this fight, if he checks the leg kicks just a little bit more, um, I think because he the reach is actually almost identical for them for Max to have like such a height yeah. advantage over Alex, like their their reach is almost identical. But I think Max, that's crazy. <laughs> it really is. I think Max can stay on the outside. I think he can stay on the outside. I think he can pick his shots. And uh, I think I don't know that he can finish Volkanovski. Um, but I do think he probably, I think Max probably dominantly wins it. I don't think it's as close as it was. Actually, Volkanovski has a, actually a two-inch reach advantage. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like five six. He's five six, yeah, and seventy-one inch reach advantage over Max is five eleven, uh, sixty-nine inch reach advantage. So that guy, that guy used crazy. to be five six and used to be two hundred fucking pounds. Yeah, a rugby player, from <laughs> what I heard. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to we'll have to see in that one. Uh, like I, I actually think I have to disagree with you a little bit. I I think he sh- instead of being on the outside, he has to get more on the inside and put more pressure on Volkanovski so the he doesn't get weight kicked again. Because I yeah, mean, I agree. At, I agree with that. you know, he, Holloway's a good enough fighter to where after about twenty five leg kicks, he should be like, I should probably start checking these a little bit. You know what I mean? So seventy six <laughs> leg kicks means Volkanovski was doing something right. You know what I mean? And there and it means he could probably do it again. As much as I agree, I'm worried that if he gets on the inside, I'm worried he gets taken down. That's my only like that's my only concern about him sticking to the inside. If Holloway brawls with him, I think you know because Holloway has those moments where he will just fucking stand and trade. Right. Um, yep. I think he can probably hurt Volkanovski, but man, Volk hits fucking hard. We just we just said it like he used to be 200 fucking pounds. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's such a good fight. Well, yeah. <laughs> what if it's just a five round slugfest after we were talking all this shit <laughs> I mean it arguably could be I mean most Holloway fights are slugfests it seems like every majority fight, of his fights <laughs> we've seen it seems like every fight like all the, getting a fight of the year candidate that's <laughs> so awesome yeah, yeah, and I feel like all the, the title fights are always going to the decisions anyway because they don't want to mess up and make a mistake so they gotta play it you know safe but also take some educated risk at the same time so I, I can see it going to the scorecards. I don't think anybody's getting knocked out or dropped. But, um, you know, whether it's unanimous or split, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find out. Yeah. I'm a little uh, biased when it comes to my, my boy. <laughs> but, damn, I hope, he, I hope he gets it. I hope he pulls it off, man. I'm pulling for Holloway Hardcore. I hope so, too. So from uh, two champions to two former champions, uh, Rose Namajunas takes on Jessica Andrash. Uh, and a woman's strawweight contender a rematch. fight. Uh, a rematch of the uh, title fight from two years ago where uh, a fight where Rose was winning, uh, Andrade comes in and drops her on her head uh, and wins the fight. 
Yikes. Nasty. So, uh, this should be another another interesting one. I don't think Rose is going to try to grapple this time. <laughs> it's just a little too scary with Andra. <laughs> she is so powerful, man. Andra's just scary. I mean, she. if you, you want to stand with her, she's got that right hand that, I mean, will put you in back in the next week. Did she drop uh, Yoana? Do you remember? Andrash? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think she did either. No. I was trying no. to think. Damn, she hit no, him, I, 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 she. She's good, but she doesn't have the length to take on a, a striker like Yoana. Uh, Yoana, pick her apart. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and Rose, man, if there's something about those uh, those Trevor Whitman fighters, like, as of late, like, like Justin Gaethje kind of finding his own, like, like becoming, like, a technical striker. Drew Dober uh, recently beat the shit out of Alexander Hernandez. Like, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> yes. Those Trevor, those Trevor Whitman fighters are bad motherfuckers. Can, can we talk for a second about how much I don't like Alexander Hernandez? Oh, that dude's a turd. Uh, I hate him, too. <laughs> I'm, so glad. I'm, so, I'm so glad Cowboy put him in his place. I can't oh, stand yeah. him. Can't stand him. Cowboy put him in his grave. I mean, he buried himself. Uh, Alexander <laughs> Hernandez buried himself in the next fight, but yeah, Cerrone put him in the grave. Could you imagine? He's talking so much crap. Could you imagine talking all that shit and then just getting head kicked and dropped? Like, <laughs> he's like the one guy. That was like, nice to watch. He's like the one guy where if I'm if I'm playing UFC three online and somebody is Alexander Hernandez, like I will just absolutely go fucking buck wild. <laughs> Like, I'm pulling out flying oh knees, like, spinning elbows. Like, I'm fucking you up. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like the Cowboy Hernandez fight was comparable to uh, uh, Henderson versus Bisping. The first one. When Bisping talked so much shit. <laughs> That's how shit, much you wanted him and, to get knocked out. <laughs> and Hendo hit him with an H-bomb, and then he was out, and Hendo hit him again. I was like, yes, thank you. He was asleep. You guys so, are going to judge me. It's the same so way. You guys are going to judge me so hard, <laughs> but I'm actually kind of a Michael Bisping fan. He kind of grew on me after he knocked out no. Luke Rockhold. I think I one go. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I'm a I'm I'm actually a pretty decent Bisping fan. Damn that H ball. He's going to me too. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, I've never really disliked him that much. I mean, I know he talked a lot of crap, but it was entertaining. And uh, that's just kind of the way he is. And as, as he evolved into more of a, uh, like a veteran and he became the champion, I, I definitely became much more of a fan of him. My favorite yeah, thing definitely was me too. Luke Rockhold told him uh, no touch when they were in the center, and he said, well, don't worry, motherfucker, I'm going to touch you in a minute. And <laughs> 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 so boy, did he. <laughs> oh, my God, Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold came in with his fucking hands down, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Guy. I mean, Bisping put him away, and when uh, Rockhold should have been really more on his guard. I mean, he he it was a fight he could have controlled the he could have controlled. Uh, but he just got a little carried away. Can you guys imagine? The same him? Rocco who said he could beat John Jones. Like, really, guy? <laughs> really? Okay. Could you sure. imagine getting knocked out by Bisbing and then getting kissed by Yoel Romero? Like, <laughs> you can't come back from that. And then he got kissed by Jan Blahovich with, oh. with a shin. Oh, man. Oh, yes, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, not... Yeah. Not a good career right there, man. <laughs> and, then, and then Jan violated Corey Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. There are levels. Corey, Corey. He, yes. He after, said, the, after the Johnny Walker fight, there's levels to this. Okay. Well, Jan put you back in your spot too, buddy. 
So, he drop a level. mad shit, too. He said, John Jones is avoiding me, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not a chance, buddy. Not a chance. Alright, so who, who do you guys have in this uh, Andrade for Nama Yunus fight? I think Rose. Mm. I think Rose uh, is I'm going with Andrade again. Really? Gonna go with Andrade? Yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess she wants to prove that that first one wasn't a fluke. I mean, the next slam is pretty nasty. So maybe she, you know, she comes out this time around to try to put away in the first or second rounds. But I'm going to go with Andrade in this one. I think after she got tuned up by Whaley Jean, I don't know. I think, I think Rose probably picks her apart for three rounds. I mean, I don't really see Rose finishing Andrade, but I do see Rose definitely having the upper hand when it comes to striking. Yeah, if she can just kind of stay away from, you know, not getting, uh, you know, wrapped up in suplex, I think she'll be okay. Because, like I said, she was winning that fight uh, up until that point. Uh, it was just kind mm -hmm. of a, like one of those freak things that just kind of happened. You don't usually, even when you get slammed sometimes, most of the time you protect yourself, you don't get knocked out. It's just one of those things where she landed and she was she was done. Well, she was holding on to that armbar mm -hmm. way too long. Yeah, she didn't yeah. go the hold. She should let go the hold, but she didn't want to drop it. So that's what, you know, did her in. She had, she will, Andrade slammed her once before that, correct? She slammed her once, uh, or maybe she escaped the armbar once before, and, mm. uh, and Rose just held on way too fucking long. As I look at the weight difference, it says Andrade is 135 and Rose is 115. Is that accurate? Um. No, I, I think weird. that that's inaccurate because, uh, Rose had, had moved up. Or, or, no, uh, Andrade had moved down. Yeah, yeah, Andrade. Andrade uh, had yeah, moved okay. down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It, got it, okay. Andrade is thick, though, man. Like, she has a lot of muscle. She really is. Yeah, she's a, a huge woman. 115. Without, without, <laughs> huge being, 115. without being, like, sexist or anything, she's kind of like a female, uh, <laughs> like a female uh, Vanderlei almost. Like, the way she well, fights. Oh, Vanderlei, yeah. The fact that you could look at yeah, Zhang Weili and you could look at Andrade and they can be in the same division is, is crazy. Just like the way she fights, like she's yep. such a brawler. <laughs> if mm. if I was at a bar Loser. and she was sure. talking shit, I would just probably keep letting her talk. Honestly, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's take it outside. No, I would, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, here's my beer. Uh, here's I my think keys. that might go for Hats most Bra most Brazilian women. You might come across. I don't. Oh, I, definitely. I, I agree like Claudia Gadelha. <laughs> I mean, she definitely she lost to Angie Overkill. I just want to say that, but I like her. She definitely has the looks for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think I don't know, man. I think Rose probably picks Andrade apart on the feet. Um, I can honestly, like, what I honestly kind of see is like Andrade getting frustrated and just fucking winging it and probably gassing out. That's possible. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, that's going to be a three-round fight. It's not five rounds, so she could go for it if she needs to. You know what I mean? Truth be told, yeah, she could really spend the entire fifth round just winging fucking bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's. Well, it takes one. Yeah. Yes. Very true. That is very true. That's a very tricky fight, but I'm gonna have to go with Rose. I think. Yeah. What do you think, TJ? Yeah, I have to go. I have to go with Andrade. Actually, I think. I, I think. Uh, I think her power and her rest, her her grappling is too much for, for Rose. Mm -hmm. Well, damn! You guys just gave yeah. up on me. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I think if she I think if she becomes aggressive enough, I think she, um, I think she wins that fight. But the one with Lay Silva is a good comparison. I mean, it's so spot on because she does fight that way. 
Shit, you know, one of them was a, he was a pit bull, man. He would just go full power every single time and, you know, very aggressive. I think she's That's the same way. Something that women's division needs a little bit, and I like it. Dude, when she knocked out yep, uh, that Carolina girl, holy shit. Oh, man, yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina oh. Kovalkiewicz. Yeah, yeah. When oh. she knocked her out, that was, she a fight? One, that was a one-hit shot, like, done. That was hard to watch. I mean, just, oh, my God. What? Do you, <laughs> do you guys so remember funny. what fight that was? Yeah. That was a... Uh, Till versus Woodley, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Or, uh, no, Till so, yep. versus, uh, was it Woodley or was it uh, Masvidal? Mas- was it Masvidal, I think? Was I think it was Till versus Masvidal. I don't know, Darren Till lost that been. night too. And it made me incredibly sad. Because I, I can't help but pull for Till sometimes. I mean, I, either way, she can do that to anybody. You know what I mean? Yep. So, true, true, true. so, so she, she's dangerous. It doesn't matter who's on the other side. She could do that to anybody. So, just like... Like Gabe said, it only takes one. Well, and, and like you mentioned a second ago, she used to fight at 135. Like, it's a whole different body type. Yeah, for her to make that cut down is definitely a, a grind, but uh, she's, she's I mean, it pays off with her, that power. Yeah, especially when she retains the power. You see a lot of guys, like, they'll cut weight, and then they won't have near as much power. But uh, it seems like she like she cuts the weight and she holds the power, so uh, I'm sure. all for it. Yeah. Yep. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. Ugh, Y'all gonna God. call me crazy Peter on Jan. this? I got, I got Aldo. <laughs> me too. Ooh. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. Both of y'all, really? Aldo's gonna make a comeback. One hundred percent. Wow. I don't, wow. I, I, don't, I don't think he lost to Marlon. No, I don't think so Please either. Explain that. Explain the reasoning. I want to see. I want to hear this. All right. I like that. All right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put it all out there. Uh, Jimmy Rivera fought Yon, right? And Yon embarrassed him. But, yeah. but, when you actually look at, like, the last couple people that Yon fought, and I'm, like, dude, Uriah Faber and Chuck Liddell are the two reasons that I even got into MMA. Like, like I'm a California kid yep. fan, like, for life. But, he mm-hmm. brutalized an old, slower Uriah Faber. Jimmy Rivera, I don't really see at the top of the division. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I think they're pushing him because he is like a powerhouse. Like, he is a bad motherfucker. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't think we've seen him yeah. fight the type of opposition that we've seen Aldo fight. And Aldo has survived. Mm-hmm. Like, Aldo fought Max twice. And although he did get beat up by on Max. the block. Although he, he did get beat up by Max both times, like, he still, he stood his ground. Um, he, he bodied Hinato Moicano. He bodied Jeremy Stevens. Um, I just, I mean, Frankie Edgar, I mean, I just think that all those taken on tougher opponents and done well or won against the, the higher opposition. So for me, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. For me, it's just, I think we're going to have like a classic Aldo performance. Leg kicks, body body shots, that liver, that hook to the liver that he throws. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens I, I, that time. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I think you're going to have to see a little bit of the Aldo of old for him to come out and win this fight. But And I, and I, and I think you will. Uh because he's facing another true striker who's gonna who's gonna definitely bring it to him. A lot of people forget. Aldo. Don't get me wrong. Go ahead. I, I want. I really want Aldo. That's my pick because I cannot stand Peter Yan. It's like every day's on Twitter. Oh, I'm tough. I'm gonna beat the whole division. <laughs> I'm this. I'm okay, guy. We get it. We know it. But it's like I really want Aldo to win this fight. I just feel like you know he has like what uh, three TKO losses and like three of his last ten fights. And I feel like he's getting up there in age, and you know, Peter Yan's a new guy on the block. You know, he has power. You know, 
But like you said, he, he's fought a lot of guys, you know, in other promotions. And he doesn't fight nowhere near the competition that Aldo has faced. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm rooting for Aldo to win it. But I feel like this is a Peter Young night, unfortunately. You know, I actually see Aldo winning this fight by submission. I, just I hope so. I think when you look at it, I mean, um, like Peter Young went to a decision with, with Jimmy Rivera, which, I mean, it was a mm-hmm. definitely a one-way decision. Um, and he, he went to a decision with John Dodson. So it just goes to show, if you can kind of like bite down on the mouthpiece and take it, um, I don't know. I think you can survive. And I think Aldo is kind of one of those guys. Like, he kind of thrives in those five-round fights. You know what I mean? Like, outside of... Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time Aldo fought a three-round fight. I really, I can't, I can't remember it. But what the, but the point I'm getting at is I've never seen Peter Yan go past 15 minutes, and even in those 15-minute yeah. fights, he's slowing down in the the final five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually you'll see Aldo. Aldo's usually one of those guys to slow down too. Uh, he's one of the quick starters, and then he's, you know, he'll. Uh, Dana White used to always have a famous saying that Aldo was the best fighter in the world for the first two rounds. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just think because we've seen Aldo go five rounds, I don't know. I just I feel like his mm-hmm. gas tank is a little bit less suspect than Peter Yan. Especially because yeah. when he fought Marlon, he cut from 145 to 135, and then, I mean, I thought he won the second and third I thought round. he won that fight. I did, too. Yeah. I thought, he, I thought he, he won the later portion of that fight, you know? Mm-hmm. After getting, I mean, he did get kind of fucked up in the very first round, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think you'll see uh, Aldo try to definitely strike with him and hopefully land a shot and then try to take advantage of something on the ground. You've seen him win by guillotine a lot like early in his career. He's got a really good guillotine. He's still really good off of his back, but I, I think I see him winning this fight by trying to wrap up a guillotine or something early on or uh, maybe trying to take his back later in the fight. Win, win that way. I just think that this is the only fight of all the championship fights that we see we see a stoppage, and I think Peter Yan, you know, stops him. And I, I don't want to say that, but I just feel like this is the only time we'll see it on that fight card. But like I said, hopefully, although you know, like you said, he, he gets him in the grappling positions, he does everything quickly and early. But I feel like Peter has the upper hand, just with you know some youth on his side and everything. And uh, hopefully, I'm wrong. You know, I've been wrong a lot in the past, so we'll see if that continues. <laughs> I just read that um, apparently um, Jan trained in Brazil for a little bit when he was um, when Aldo was in camp at UFC 200 for Frankie Edgar. Um, mm-hmm. And then I read I read that uh, they trained together apparently, right? Oh, and, did they? Yeah, and uh, so nice. apparently. It, it, I guess it's like based on the same training partners and the same coaches working with, um, like with both of them. Supposedly they they think Jose Aldo is going to win the fight. I guess is what they're they're saying. Then again, that is like like Jose's team saying that. But at the same time, yeah. I mean, they did see something behind closed doors that uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, predict, they <laughs> predicted a second-round knockout. So, I mean, they've seen something that, that the world Damn. is not seeing. You know what I mean? I hope so. I pray. I hope so. <laughs> Please. Let all take this fight. Uh, you don't like Yon that much, huh? Uh, he's, just, he's, just, he's just so annoying. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm over him. I hope Aljamain Sterling beats him whenever they fight. Or hopefully they fight, you know? 
That'd be I great. am I am with Fuck you. On that, though. I I hate the Twitter finger shit. Oh, it's so <laughs> annoying, man. It's like we we got it. Just fight already. Stop talking so much shit. Shut up and just fight. Yes. <laughs> okay, and we're down to the last fight. Oh, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Pause. Oh boy. Before we go any further, <laughs> yesterday was the one year anniversary of uh, Jorge Masvidal annihilating Ben Askren. Yeah. Askren? Oh, yes. Oh, yep. my gosh. I mean, another. Sorry, what were you saying? No, yeah, I just Gabe, think that, uh, you know, Aspen had that coming. You know, he was talking. Yeah, I just think Aspen had it coming. He was talking so much shit leading up to the fight. And, you know, just, you know, George was like, okay, that's fine. Well, I'll let my fight and do the talking. And boy, did he. You know, it, it was pretty fast and pretty, you know, <laughs> extreme. And it was it was a, a, a teaching moment for Aspen, I guess. You said it was like a teaching moment. He looks like a math teacher, doesn't he? He does. He does. Like he looks he like does. he yep. looks like a math teacher that's also like the wrestling coach. That's true. I, th- I think I think you're being a little underwhelming. It was probably the greatest knockout I've ever seen. My God, man! Five seconds. <laughs> I mean, just if you think about the trash talk and how much these guys didn't like each other, the buildup, and then you have Askren, the pure wrestler, versus Masvidal the journeyman striker and just completely leans up leans up against the cage and goes touch no okay and just just fucking stands there and pretty much with his eyes closed until the bell rings and then just comes out and, and does that i mean that is as impressive as if you can name something more impressive in the first 5 seconds of a fight i mean you, you let me know no that's, that's <laughs> I mean, it no, I that, that's the one that's the one i mean doesn't have to be Super the quickest as, a, as the record, but that's that's the best knockout of all time. I read I read on Twitter somebody posted that uh, Jorge broke more of a sweat backstage getting ready for the fight than the actual fight. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm I'm, a, I'm not man. I like Ben Askren kind of like me too. I do too. In all honesty, it's fun was, to listen to him talk. If he was to come back as like a yep. commentator, I wouldn't have any problem with it at all. But me neither. He definitely... Oh, him and Bisping together. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think, though, like, yes. he, was, he was undefeated. He was a world champion for Bellator. He was a world champion for one. You gotta think somebody in that camp fucked up by not doing their homework on George. Like, like why would you come out with a fucking a head-down double-leg takedown? I don't think that's anybody in the Ooh. camp's uh, issue. I think that's just sort of something that Ben did. He just kind of went for that takedown and put his head down. I mean, uh, he's a he's an experienced enough wrestler to, I mean, you, you know, as a wrestler, I mean, you don't, you don't go into something blind with your head down. You go face up to see where you're going. Oh, uh, when you, you go know what in I mean? with your head down, that's the, that's the fastest way to get snapped down. And you never go in with your head down ever. And he, yeah. he kind of went in with his head down. If you look at it and he, he caught that knee, you know what I mean? So in, in wrestling and with fighting too, like if you like wherever your head is positioned, like that's where your body's going to go. Like essentially, yeah. That's how, like, Cody Nolo got that <laughs> sick-ass knockout over uh, Rafael Sunset. Like, like, when he was against the cage, like, people were like, oh, it was sloppy. Oh, it was it was a uh, spur of the moment. No, he had his eyes on a Sunset the entire time. 
Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's true. Like, if you are ever, if you're ever shooting for a takedown and your eyes glance to the floor, like, that's, like, your opponent is going to have no problem sprawling. And so yeah. for, for Ben to be coming in so blindly, like, that's just fucking shame on you. But Jorge, he, <laughs> did you guys see the footage of him practicing the flying knee in the back? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yep. My God. What a yeah, it was uh, reminiscent of uh, when uh, McGregor knocked out Aldo and he was practicing that left hand. Uh, oh, and and, and, and the, the bounce, like the stuff yeah. step in too. Yeah, yeah the, the small adjustment to his right and that, or his left and then bang. Mm-hmm. So, Aldo has uh, so much emotion going into that fight too. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember when Connor stole his belt at the press conference? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I still, I still watch the compilation videos of him talking shit to Aldo. You know, he learned he learned one <laughs> sentence in Brazil, or he learned one sentence in Portuguese just to say you're gonna die to to Jose Aldo. <laughs> what a fucking savage! I was a clown. <laughs> I mean, he's an asshole, but what a savage! Yep. I know we're all, all of us are all sort of on the the game bread train here for for this this title fight. Uh, uh, actually, I don't, actually, Josh, uh, what's your opinion on that? Um, after are you an Usman it, fan? I'm not. I I strong. I don't strongly dislike Usman. I just strongly. I'm not either. I just strongly don't care for him. You know what I mean? I strongly don't care totally for his agree. style. He, um, I agree with that too. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, part of me, honestly, but I respect it. I do too. I really do respect it. And you have to. Working with Henry Hooft was like the best thing that he could have ever done because, um, yeah, he stood and banged with Colby Covington, who a lot of people don't like Colby, but Colby is one of the best volume strikers in the UFC. Colby's a hell of a fighter. Period. He, he truly mm. is. It, uh, he he broke like a record, um, for like strikes landed against Robbie fucking Lawler. Blah, sorry, Robbie. Exactly. Fucking Lawler. Like Colby's Colby mm-hmm. striking is it's it's good and uh, so Usman went up to because he was initially training for Burns and so he went up to to Denver to Arvada Colorado and started training with Trevor Whitman for for the Burns fight because you know they trained together at, at Henry Hoops or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Trevor Whitman's striking, his striking analysis and his striking breakdowns are just on a whole different level. Like like. I used to really think that Dwayne, like Dwayne Ludwig, was probably the best striking coach in MMA. But bang, it's yep. definitely Trevor Whitman. For a time, I think I think you were I think that's probably correct. I think I think what he was doing, nobody else was doing with the switching stances and the the feints and stuff like that. But I definitely think that uh, Trevor Whitman's probably the best striking coach in mixed martial arts currently. And I think Usman training with him definitely benefits him. What really benefits him the most though is getting those fucking rounds with Justin Gaethje, who's an absolute savage. Um, Oof, yeah, I, I saw think, that video. Yeah, I think Usman's striking is like severely underrated for this fight. But um, if you remember, like a couple fights ago, Damian Maya just backpacked Jorge the entire time, um, and Jorge's Jorge done a grappling match against Anthony Pettis, who's a black belt, and he done okay against Pettis, but he's bigger than Pettis. Um, mm-hmm. so Usman's like a true 170 fighter. I mean, in, in all honesty, if Usman wanted to, he could probably fight at, at middleweight. Convinced. He's a huge middleweight, 170. Yeah. He's, he's enormous. Fucking, he's a he huge is. fucking guy. So like part of me thinks it's going to be, um, on the feet and Usman's going to be super careful and, and it's going to be, 
it's going to have like good high and low moments, but I think Usman might edge it out. But part of me just thinks that he might just truly wrestle fuck Masvidal for five rounds. That's what I'm thinking too. That's what I'm thinking. And there's nothing that Masvidal could truly do. I mean, well, he would be he would sort of be uh, out of his element to not try to wrestle fuck him for five yes. rounds. I mean that that's where his strength is in the fight. It's not in even though he can practice his stand up. That's great, but it's still not going to be better than Masvidal's. No, so no, he doesn't have an advantage there, even though he's maybe an advantage in the power uh, part of it. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's he's going to try to wrestle him for sure. Here, I mean, and he's also been saying that he's, he's going to ragdoll him. Like, so I'm, I'm thinking he's going to just rest, out wrestle him the whole match. You know, make it kind of a dirty wrestling match. I, mean, I hope not. I hope it's a stand up bang affair. We'll see. That's but what Askren said, right? That about. That's true. That's true. That is true, yeah, and Masvidal had no parts of that. But at the same time, Askren's striking is, uh, it's still Askren levels, was... it's levels below Usman's, even Usman's striking, you know what I mean? Not, you know, Usman's striking is, yeah. is, he looks like a, a Muay Thai champion compared to Askren. <laughs> Askren went from a, <laughs> Askren went from a high school wrestling coach Fact. and a really nice guy to fucking Walt, Walter White whenever he said he was going to stand up with Masvidal. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude was smoking fucking meth when he said that shit, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you look at if you look at Usman's record though, I mean Colby Covington he won that purely in the stand up department. Uh, before that, I mean yep. he he took down and controlled Tyron Woodley for five fucking rounds. Before oh my that, god, that fight was so sad. Before that, RDA. I mean he just controlled RDA. Before that, it was Damian Maya. Before that, it was Emil yeah. Mack. You remember that fight with Emil Mack? I mean Emil couldn't do shit. Uh-huh. It's crazy because you look at Kamaru and you look at Tyron when they fought, and you you look at Tyron before that, and you're like, man, that is like your your welterweight prototype for what you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Tyron in his, like, is just absolutely shredded. He's just a, yep. a beast. And then you see Kamaru, who's a few inches taller and the, and the same kind of shredded, and you go, oh my god, like that's possible too. So, like, so his size at that at that weight is just incredible, in my opinion. And what's what's worth uh, mentioning is is Masvidal fought a lot of his career at 155. You know, he just recently made the jump to 170. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Who who was his first fight at 170? It was uh, uh, Damian Maya, right? Or it was Damian Maya. Is yeah, because Donald Cerrone was at 155, so Damian Maya was his first fight at 170, and then Stephen Thompson. Mm-hmm. He lost decisions on both of those. Um, yeah, and yeah. then he you know he took some time off. He took two years off and then came back and, and beat Till. He beat Askren, beat Nate. Uh, I don't know. Some run. It is. It's been a hell of a run. But also I, beat Cowboy. Well, yeah, oh, that, yeah. Was, that was before too. the before the jump, was, uh, 170 though. That's 155, I think, when he beat Cowboy, right? Was that was that at 55 or was that at 70? Because Cowboy's fighting at 70 now. I'm pretty sure that was at welterweight. That was his. Uh, that was a welterweight. Oh, could have been welterweight. He was already up at 170. So, oh, you know, it probably was welterweight. I'm trying to look yeah, it probably right was. now. He fought, um, he fought Matt Brown at 170 before that and won. And then he lost to Jorge at, uh, <coughs> at yeah, probably at 170. Yeah. And then because he fought Robbie Lawler and he fought Darren Till right after that. So mm-hmm. you're probably right. Um, but still, though, like, he's not, he's not a true, I mean, he looks thick, like, when he fights and he. Um, well, he has great endurance for that weight. You know what I mean. He doesn't yeah, have to yeah. cut uh, very much uh, if yeah, to get to get down there. Um, although he did, 
with for this fight, he is having to cut 22 pounds in that short amount of time to make weight for this fight. Did you guys see this motherfucker eating pizza on the plane earlier, though? I didn't know. Oswald's a beast. <laughs> he is. He does not give a fuck. He's a beast. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. So 22, <laughs> 20, weight, he has man. to cut 22 pounds in one week to make weight for this fight, which means he's, he's which <laughs> he means he was walking around at almost 200 pounds. <laughs> I, uh, but I but I feel like for Masvidal it's more about the payday. I feel like even if he loses or if he has to forfeit some of his purse, it's more about the payday for him. Of course, he wants the title. He wants to win. Yeah. But you know, he he got his new contract, his new deal. I'm pretty sure the money is close to what he wanted. So yeah. either way, he's just happy to be there at this point. If we're just talking about size, though, if Masvidal is cutting 22 pounds to make weight for that fight, and he's a pretty decent sized guy, what do you think Kamara is cutting down from to make weight? Every bit of two hundred. Yeah, I would say two hundred as well. Yeah. Over two hundred? So. Would you would you say it's over two hundred? Probably two. He looks like he's two or five. Yeah, two or five. I would think. Yeah. I watched an interview with Dustin Poirier earlier because you know Dustin trains with uh, with Jorge, and Dustin said that Jorge trained with him the entire fight camp for Hooker, and that uh, Jorge was already fought, like practicing and like, getting ready for Usman like before they gave the fight to Burns. Um, mm-hmm. So part of me thinks that he was bullshitting when he said he had 20 pounds to lose. Because because that's what I'm saying. Like He used to fight at 155. I can't imagine that he's walking around at almost 200 pounds. Like, like in my mm-hmm. like in my honest opinion, like I could see Jorge walking around at like 182 or 183. But Maybe he's playing mind games. That's Who what knows? I'm thinking. I think he's Maybe. bullshitting. I think, Maybe. He's, I think he's been training for a while. I think he's very, probably very in shape and... And, uh, yeah, I also sort of found that hard to believe that uh, he had to cut that much weight when he said he was already training for this fight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, especially because your last two weeks of training camp, uh, you should be at least in the 10 to 15 pound range. Like, it's not uncommon to be 20 pounds heavier, but if he'd been... Well, he, I, was he really in training camp? Because this fight wasn't signed and ready to go. You know what I mean? This was just something that was supposed to be there. And then he so, said, I'm not doing it because of the money. So apparently it was, like, rumored that they were going to fight. And so Masvidal flew in wrestlers. This is what Dustin Poirier said earlier on a, an interview. Um, he said that they flew in wrestlers and that Masvidal was in training camp the same time that, that DP was for the hooker fight. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I just I just said DP and Hooker in the same sentence, <laughs> and, it, and it, there was nothing. And it worked. Yeah, there was nothing perverted about. It. But anyway, so so Poirier was getting ready for Hooker, and uh, apparently it was the same timeline that, that Jorge was getting ready for Usman. Well, then they gave the fight to Burns. I guess after Burns beat uh, Woodley convincingly. Um. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then the timeline should add up to the the point where Jorge shouldn't be twenty twenty pounds overweight. He should be right at that fucking, that sweet, like, 15 to 12-pound-ish range. TJ, you fought before, so you know how it is. Like, when you're cutting weight, like, you want to get closer and closer day by day by day to the point where fight week. I remember, like, like before. Yeah, it depends when you – usually, typically, you want to make the cut, uh, you know, like, two weeks, two or three weeks out. You know what I mean? You start making that cut. Some some even d- will do four weeks out, mm-hmm. depending on your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to – Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so you you want to make that cut like uh, and like they have that extra week to start making that cut. So I mean, yeah, you can do 20 pounds in a week, although you're going to be pretty drained. So he, yeah, ideally you're right. He should be within that within that sweet spot if he was in training camp. So it's hard to say right now. Uh, see him? Maybe he's eating pizza more than we think. I don't know. Two weeks ago, <laughs> uh, Dustin Poirier was like the first to the scale supposedly, and so. 
That's what I'm saying. If he's been training with Jorge, then I, I would imagine that Jorge yeah. is probably right on right on schedule with his weight cut. Well, I don't see – and he stopped for fucking pizza in Italy or Rome or wherever. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I hey, may, maybe he's got that extra – maybe that's mostly water weight. Maybe he's been drinking a lot. You know what I mean? So he's uh, – that's easy to cut for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's going to come out and be in incredible shape, but – I, I agree with that. I agree with that either way. No, I think no matter what the weight is, I, I completely agree or I, I believe in um, uh, sort of his mindset and his mentality where, with where he is in his career. And I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm, sort of, uh, I'm sort of on the bandwagon a li- little bit with him. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? I think he can do anything. Yeah. You know, what I, mean? I think he can come out here and flying knee Usman if he want. You know what I mean? I think that'd be awesome. Probably not going to happen. But um, mm. you know he's capable of coming out and winning this fight, definitely. What if he came out and flying kneed Usman, but Usman caught it and just like I think you definitely see something out of him in this fight, though. I, I I don't think you just I think you see him throw something up there. Although he'll I I I feel like he'll primarily stick to the boxing and just just use, uh try and stay away from the takedowns. You guys remember a yeah. couple years ago when the Diaz brothers were training with Andre Ward, and they're boxing. We have some yeah. of the best in the UFC. Well, Jorge definitely outboxed Nate Diaz. So, I mean, oh my God, Jorge's, Jorge's boxing is is incredible. I don't think it's it's smart for Usman to stand and bang with him, but this dude's never, fighting yeah. in backyards. Dudes that were twenty pounds heavier than him at one point. Like, man, he, he knows Kimbo. the game. So we're all Florida boys. All right, yeah, Kimbo, exactly. Man, for real. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, uh, right, we, right in my neighborhood too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can all agree in the strengths for this matchup: uh, striker versus grappler matchup for sure. Here, yeah, I just I can't I'm see. I'm going Usman, Masvidal. I can't see Usman wanting to stand up with him. I mean, this is one of those fights where like I truly don't care either way. Like I like, I like the matchup. I like Jorge. It's not that mm-hmm. I dislike Usman. Uh, like I said, like I can respect his. Um, like, I can respect his game, you know? It's it's just one of those things where, like, I truly can't pick either way, so I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, really it about is, pick, really picking hard. for me because, I mean, I think I'm, I'm sort of a fan of both guys in a, in a different way. I'm, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard mm-hmm. to just kind of pick fights. Um, but I'm definitely a little bit bigger a fan of Masvidal. My, my real question for him is what can he do to stop the takedown? What what like what what can he do to, to stop it? And I I, I can't think of uh, of an answer. And so I mean, as far as like who I think is going to win the I mean, fight, you, it's probably going to be Usman. I, I mean, you never know. Usman might he he, he might want to prove something. Hey, I can stand stand a bang with this guy, so why not? You know, give us another Kobe fight. That was an amazing fight. Five rounds of standing up, just no takedowns whatsoever. You know, just going mm-hmm. at it. So maybe as much as I, I fight that way. I, I would like to agree with you, but I think he's too smart for that. I, I think oh, yeah. he yeah, sticks I th- I think so to his I strengths think so here. I think if he went and did that, it'd be like, it'd be like, why didn't you hand the ball to Marshawn on the goal line? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. did you not go yeah, and exactly. wrestle Masvidal? Like, why would you not go and, and try Usman and wrestle? Usman loves that, that belt. He does not want to get that belt. He <laughs> loves that belt. So, whatever it takes to win, if I gotta sit on him for five minutes the way I did Woodley, he's gonna do it. So. He wrestled his way through the Ultimate Fighter, and he wrestled his way to the to the title, and he's gonna wrestle his way on keeping it. You know what I mean? Why change now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I I truly can't pick because there's too many different variables. But if I had to, I would say that Kamaru's probably gonna grind it out, man. I mean, Masvidal will probably I have agree. his moments. Colby stung Usman a couple times. 
I hope he yeah, I hope he does. Like I said, I, I want Masvidal to be there in that fight. I, I I'm a fan of him, but I think his Usman's wrestling. I just don't see between yeah, seeing like what, you know Masvidal versus Maya and what happened there. Like we didn't get to see what the wrestling would have been like versus Askren. Although I think Masvidal striking would have been able to hold him off. Not had he not landed that knee. Um, just like you saw like when Robbie faced Askren, like he 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 lit him up before Askren got that choke. At the oh end my there, God, I thought Askren lost so many times in that first yeah. round. Just that he took so much punishment, and he still ended up yeah. winning with a bulldog. I was like, really? So I, I think yeah, Jorge's I got got the capacity to stuff some of the takedowns, especially later in that fight, if it, if it can go that far. But the question is, what can he do early to keep himself off off of his back and not get too tired, so to make it to that point? I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I think I, agree. I think I think Usman's gonna get stung, but I think it's gonna be. Uh, pretty typical Usman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's All fair. Right, so I guess we got Usman in. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, it's such a t- <laughs> like I said, if, if if I'm if I was a gambling man, which I am, I, I would probably gamble on him winning the fight by decision. Uh, although he's a safer um, bet. Yeah, my heart wants something else to happen. You know. <laughs> yes. I kind of, I kind of don't. I kind of don't want Masvidal to win unless he spectacularly knocks him out, like flying. Flying knee, spinning elbow, like you know what I mean. Like I want some flashy shit. <laughs> now, wouldn't even matter. I mean, what what if he taps him out? That would be phenomenal. What if he went and said, oh. "Go ahead and use your wrestling." Oh, he taps tape. Usman I mean, out. You, you got you gotta you gotta think Masvidal's been training his 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 submissions too. I mean, he's already pretty good at his submissions, but training like where he's gonna be because I mean. He's he's a pretty smart guy. He's been in the game for a while. He's got to know he's probably going to end up on his back at some point in this fight. You know what I mean? So I mean, something to think about is Dustin Poirier is a legit black belt on the ground, and he's uh, Masvidal's primary training partner, I guess. And before that yeah. was Colby Covington. Colby Covington's a bad motherfucker when it comes to wrestling. So mm-hmm. I don't know if if Masvidal wins, I think he's going to ask for Patrick Mahomes' money. <laughs> he's going to get sent back. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Four hundred million. That is just unheard at twenty-four of. years I mean, old. Jesus Christ! <laughs> at twenty, at twenty-four years old, would you guys know what to do with four hundred million dollars? I mean, mm-hmm. well, what can you do with that? I buy a fucking tiger. <laughs> tiger Zoo. <laughs> I would go full Mike Tyson. I would buy a tiger. I would. Uh, I'd get a face tattoo. <laughs> I would just go all out. Oh my god. Why not? Right. But um, I mean, let's say let me let me throw this out there. So let's say if Masvidal does win the fight, I saw Gilbert Burns on, a, on a, an article today saying that if Masvidal won, it would be a mess because I think Masvidal wants to rematch Nate Diaz or he promised him a rematch. So do you think that would be the next title fight? Let's say if he did win, or maybe they throw out Leon Edwards or maybe I don't know whoever's next in line. Burns. No, I, don't I know. think Burns for sure gets the next gets the next fight no matter who wins this one. I think Diaz has been on the shelf for a little bit too long, and especially with Diaz coming off of a loss, it's hard to give him a title fight. Didn't he retire? Coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can retire as much as you want in the sport. That's that's yeah, what's cool about it. Come back. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I really don't see him getting that fight. I would think it would be Burns since he's, Burns was already sort of plugged in there already. So he just kind of he just got COVID. Right? Edwards, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think Burns. I think Burns will get it though, and I think uh, they'll find a way to market that. I I, I think 
that's that's a good fight to make. Honestly, Burns versus Masvidal, I don't hate that fight. Okay. I like that fight actually a little bit more than seeing him fight Diaz again, as much as I like Diaz. Truthfully, I have to disagree with you guys. I think they're going to ride that Colby Covington or that Leon Edwards beef into the ground. Whether Uth- yes, I read the Edwards. Okay. Either one. Fair enough. Whether, whether Masvidal wins or loses... Colby Covington is mm-hmm. more than likely his next opponent. And if it's not Colby, has to be next. then it's going to be Leon. Be. Because, because of the shit backstage, yep. the three-piece and a soda yep. incident, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I can't see them not wanting to. to Those have to be his life. next two lined-up fights. I agree. Mazda, it has to be Covington or Edwards. There's just no based off that? Up. Just based off that? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, both. I mean, again, Covington, another guy coming off of a loss in a title fight. You're just going to hand him another title fight? Well, you well gotta, it has to be Edwards then, I would think. You got to look, though. I mean, they gave, um, essentially, I mean, they've gave Aldo fights uh, off losses before. You know, Max Holloway's getting a rematch. Oh, plenty of fights. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of fighters that get rematches, like title fight rematches, and I think Colby probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be too far out of the sphere just because, like, love him or hate him, like, he's kind of became a draw in one way or another. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no shame in losing to Kamaru Usman either. Especially in such a yep. close fight, like I could at least see him giving it to Leon because Leon is on a win streak and he's been fighting, he's been active. Like, like I can mm-hmm. see giving it to Leon, but giving I, I I just have a hard time giving title fights back to guys who just lost a title fight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm that's with you. true. I agree with that. If you yeah, just can't throw true. him, like how do you how do you market that fight when Kamaru just broke his jaw in the fifth round of that fight and beat him? You're going to give it, like, what if tomorrow is You know, like, you, how do you market that? And like I said, Edward was next in line anyway, but he couldn't make the flight to the States because of the whole pandemic. So that's when, you know, he kind of, I guess, fell back. But um, I feel like he should be next in line. But then again, I don't want to see another rematch with him and Kamaru if Kamaru wins. I'd rather him fight, you know, Masvidal. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Joe Rogan. I'm going to pull a Joe Rogan. I'm mm-hmm. going to pause myself. I'm going to be right back. I just I'm Really quick. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's, that's just my thing. You know, there, there's many ways they can go, I think. I actually... So let's I, see I, I, what path they go. Take away Colby, and I actually think you plug in Connor uh, versus Jorge oh, if, Connor, uh, as God. a potential uh, potential title challenger if he wins. What do you think about that? Man, Connor, I, I like it. It's just that Connor is such a cherry picker, and I guess rightfully so. He draws I, a big name. See, I love that fight, though. I absolutely love that fight. Stylistically, I, I think that I fight too. is awesome. It'd be great. Yeah, Mazdor versus Connor. Yeah, sign me up all oh, day. Oh, man. That is a, that fight. That's fantastic. I think you could sell that fight for, for, for days. Sorry, guys. I oh, just, for I sure. I sat here and drank two bottles of water while we were talking. I'm sorry. Okay. We, uh, we, uh, we you were can, discussing you, that you, maybe you can, uh, Connor. Yeah. You could kick it back on. Uh, we were, I was talking about instead of having Colby in there because I don't think Colby would get that shot. I think you could actually plug in Connor in there if, if uh, for a potential challenger uh, with Jorge winning uh, the belt. If, I, I think that, that's if a Jorge, that's a fight. Yeah, if Jorge wins, I don't. Yeah, I don't see Connor wins, going yeah. out of, going up against a guy like Usman. No, I think I think money fight wise, oh, you Usman could definitely him. you could definitely sell Jorge versus Connor. You oh, know what I mean? One hundred percent. Connor with gas versus Usman. No, there's no way in hell that happens. Usman's a lot like uh, like Habib. Like Habib can stand, but for the most part he'll grind you out. And Usman's like the same way. Like he can strike, but for the most part he's gonna fucking uh, take you down and grind you out. So I don't know. I'm kind of convinced that they won't let Connor fight. Uh, they won't let Connor fight Usman, but they would definitely let him. Big fight boys. Him at all. That'd be a that'd be a money fight. 
Yeah, uh, at this point for him, I mean, I don't think it's about who they would want him to fight or let him fight. It's about who he would want to fight, and I think that was that's a fight he'd want to make, make would be Jorge, not not necessarily Kamaru. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If Jorge flies across the world in six days and wins a, a fucking world championship, then by all means, like, <laughs> like yeah. he is going to be a draw. <laughs> I mean, he already is a Pick draw. Pick who you want. But he is yeah, I want that fight next, honestly. I mean, uh, I, I know Leon's great, and he probably deserves it, but, man, that that's the next fight. If you want to make a money fight, that's the one. Oh, and Dana would jump all over that. He loves Connor. I mean, that's his boy. Connor wants to sure. fight. He just hasn't been able to make the money he wants to because of the way things are working. But man, if they were able to somehow get that done, whew. I think Connor's oh, best. Yeah. I think Connor's best shot at staying uh, in the title picture would be in the title picture at um, at lightweight as opposed to welterweight. I mean, he, you think he, so? I disagree with that. Actually, I don't. I don't know because yeah, he's at one seventy, at one seventy, he beat uh, Cowboy like. Like you know, mob cowboy, which is cool. But that was like a fake one seventy. It was both it was supposed to do one fifty five, and they both didn't want to make weight. It was just a weird situation. I know. He fight. He, I mean, Donald fights at one seventy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, but it was supposed to be. I think a lightweight at one point, but I guess they said screw it, just do it at welterweight. But Donald, <laughs> I mean, he, even though he admitted later that he didn't want to be there, he, he was not in the moment. It just made me so mad at Donald. Like, come on, man! You fighting Conor McGregor? Like, put on a better show than that. You know, he said the yeah, same Conor thing after he that. lost, after he came and fought in Orlando and fought oh, Dos Anjos. He said the same thing after he lost that fight in the first round. This, like, oh, I, I was, I wasn't there. I didn't really want to be there. And I was like, what are you? So, in other words, he doesn't show up in big fights, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's Conor's little thing. I mean, uh, Cowboys thing. Yeah, that's, that's kind just... of been the problem with his career. At one fifty-five, yep. I mean, at one fifty-five, he's. He still has that power, you know. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez. Um, I just don't, I just mm-hmm. don't know that Connor would fare well at 170. I mean, he would definitely win a striking. He matchup. wouldn't. He would win a striking matchup against. Uh, I mean, well, now if you look at it, he he definitely win against Tyrone Woodley uh, and mm-hmm. against Colby. But who's? I mean, there's a couple of guys in in that top ten that he, I think he'd actually have a good time against. There's a couple of guys he wouldn't have a good time against. Wait, but... wait, 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 wait. You think Connor beats Woodley? Yeah, arguably this, he could beat Woodley. Woodley. Yes, this Woodley that we've seen, yeah, maybe Woodley. Two well, or three this Woodley, years ago, yes, maybe not. Yeah, no, I think I even think though, Woodley I think, would lay down the Connor. You think so? I don't think so. I think I think I arguably I, even the Woodley of two years ago, I could see Connor beating him. I just think Connor would have a, oh, like a harder time with that Woodley. I think Connor beats Woodley any any day of the week. Connor, I think the Woodley's wrestling is is definitely way beyond Connor's, and that power wrestling of taking him down. Woodley would definitely have an advantage, but the sh- in the striking, getting to that point, I think Connor would catch him because Tyron's yeah. striking is not that good, honestly. Yeah, he'd it's kind of well, it's like very fast. And, punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I could I could see count, uh, Connor uh, counter punching him coming in, <laughs> out out countering him coming in. I, I could see it. Uh, just no. uh, yeah, it's crazy, but I could see it. But I could see Connor like I could see him having success against like Pettis. Against uh, Edwards, against Gilbert Burns, I forgot. Uh, I forgot about even Pettis even maybe uh, Colby Covington. I, I could see him having success against all of those guys. I he would definitely struggle. Uh, and, oh man. Yeah, I think he, he, he. I could see him having success against a guy like Covington. Uh, I give Connor way too much credit. I think, man. Not not at one seventy. I disagree. I just think that you they're a so? little okay. bigger than him, 
Yeah, especially Covington. Nah, I think Covington takes out Connor with, I won't say with ease, obviously, but I think he just outpowers him. I think you know, if Usman can knock out striker. Kobe, if Usman can knock out Kobe, I think I think uh, I think Connor can knock Connor out Connor can Kobe. too. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I'm with most of you actually. I think that mm. I think Connor takes on a majority of the top ten and definitely convincingly beats them. But mm-hmm. I don't know how well he will fare against true one seventies like Kamaru Usman. That are really 185. <laughs> yeah, they're really, yeah. These are really yeah. thick guys. Like I said, there's a couple of guys in there because there's a couple, there's some guys that were 55ers that moved up and that you could see him having success against a couple of those guys, even maybe some of the smaller welterweights. But, yeah, there's a yeah. Lo- another long list of guys that he would have a tough time against, like like Kiesa. You know, Kiesa's a huge 170. Uh, he's long, you know what lanky. I mean? You know what yes, I mean? He, he, is, he, yeah. might, he might struggle against a guy like him. You know, Usman, obviously. I mean, Tyron's questionable. Um, Nate would, is is a great fight because again that that volume striking. Um, I would actually uh, one of my dream fights. I would love to see Connor fight Stephen Thompson. I think oh, that would be oh, yeah. an, an awesome Ooh, fight. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that actually. I think that would be an awesome fight, and I still would like to see him fight Dos Anjos. Oh, I, um, I would love that fight, but I think, <laughs> I think he smokes Dos Anjos. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my, I think so too. What I'm what I'm what I'm kind of like getting at though is like. The title picture at 170, I think Connor has a harder time winning the belt. Whereas at 155, yeah. I think Connor smokes Tony Ferguson. Well, the Tony Ferguson we've seen fight Justin Gaethje. I think Connor yeah, smokes I, I him. Think, I think the point I'm really trying to make is that I could see them lining up a lot more fights for him at 170. Like, fights that you can sell. Yeah. There's a lot more talent up there at 70 uh, as, you get, as you go down the top 15 as opposed to like lightweight, you know what I mean? Like lightweight, there's a lot of talent, but not a lot of guys that you can sell Connor against, you know what I mean? A lot of young guys, up-and-coming talent in that division, but not a lot of names where you could be like Connor versus this guy, and everyone's like, there, you know what I mean? Like, Robbie Lawler is number 14 in the welterweight division, but if you make Connor McGregor versus Robbie Lawler, everyone goes, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that, that's a yes. fight, you know what I mean? So there's, there's a long list of guys in that, in that 170 division that you can line them up against, and everyone goes, wow, that's a fight. You know what I mean? So, and especially that, if they're really brawlers, too. I'm... I mean, it, it works in his favor. Yeah. I think Connor could smoke Khabib in a second fight. That's a whole other hour conversation. One. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out next time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I actually, man, I don't, uh, that's tough. I don't, I don't think so. Let me tell you. I don't think I so think, either. <laughs> I think Gaethje, I think Gaethje is going to end the Khabib hype train. And then I think that if Connor was to, I think so to fight, too. Actually, I think if Connor was to fight Habib again, I think Connor could definitely probably clip, clip and KO Khabib. Um, I don't I, know if he's going to end the hype train. I, I see where you're coming from, and I can definitely see Gaethje giving him the hardest challenge so far. <sighs> Man, I don't know if, if a if patient Justin Gaethje. Patient, patient again, we, we said this last time, too. A patient Gaethje's great, but that's all great until we have Khabib stuffing you up against the cage, wrapping your legs up. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? It, yeah, that's the thing, though, is, is when, when people let Khabib move forward is when Khabib has this, mm-hmm. uh, like, he has this advantage. So Justin Gaethje's the kind of guy that doesn't move backward at all. He moves uh, forward and, like, laterally. Yeah, he's in your face. He pushed the pace. Yeah. yeah. So I truly think that uh, Khabib shots in open. Like, you've seen, like, Connor stuffed a, a shot. Uh, in the center of the octagon, and so did Ally Quinta. Yeah. I think that Justin has enough... I mean, Justin was a fucking NCAA All-American. I think he stuffs the takedown and probably throws a fucking uppercut from hell and just 
takes Khabib's <laughs> yeah. chin beard the rest of the way off. I, I agree. I agree with most of that. Although when you see Khabib fight, most of his takedowns aren't in the middle of the cage. They're up against up against the cage. So if Gaethje can yeah. keep his back off the cage. At, at distance, then he'll have a lot more success. That, that's really, I think, going to be the key, is Gaethje keeping the back, his back, off of the cage. He has to control the center and stuff that takedown. That's, he has to be there in the center of the whole fight. He can't be the other way around, because the other way around puts uh, Khabib taking him down. I, I think no matter NCAA wrestler, no matter what, I think Khabib gets him down if he's up against the cage. He's just too good. That's he's undefeated for a reason. Well, no, you know no, what I mean? I'm, I'm saying that it, it Justin moves forward and he moves laterally, and he's an NCAA All American. So that's what I'm saying. The shots in the open where Khabib mm-hmm. kind of has trouble finishing. I think that's where Justin stuffs all those takedowns. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. So I don't, I don't think Justin gives him the opportunity to put him on the fence, truthfully, because I mean Justin's been knocked out by by DP and he's been knocked out by Eddie Alvarez. So he stood in there and he banged with uh, he banged with uh, Edson Barboza. He banged with Cowboy. He banged with, um, gosh, Tony Ferguson. You know, most recently. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't think that Khabib can really offer anything on the feet that's going to really make Justin move backward, other than, you know, the takedowns. Um, where I think Justin can probably have some success sprawling and and shots on the break are one thing that like like Dustin threw a shot. Um, was it Dustin or maybe it was Edson threw a shot on the break or maybe it might have been Al, but somebody threw a shot on the break against uh, against Habib and it and it had some pretty decent su- success. I just don't know, man. That's such a weird. F- I'm I'm not like a Habib hater by all means, but mm-hmm. I just think that Connor probably comes out and uh, Connor's one of those people. He's like a shit human, but like he is like a, a truly good fighter. <laughs> he's like an anomaly, and not only that, yeah. like he definitely does his homework. So I think <laughs> shit human. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he's kind of an asshole, <laughs> but I do think that he. No, he really is. I love him. I, I love he, him. I do too, man. Like I, I love him. I love watching him fight. I love the build up to his fights. I was very confused when he wasn't talking shit to Cerrone, but I liked uh, polite Connor. But I think Connor smokes mm. Khabib. I think Justin Gaethje smokes Khabib. I don't know. It, it's funny you say he smokes Khabib. You, you think he just comes out and starches him? Like, no, like I, just... th- I think Connor probably does come out and starch him. I think Justin Gaethje... Really? Yeah, I, I don't think Connor... Well, Connor's not that type of fighter, though. I think he's more of just, like, pick his spots, you know, and, you know, I, I don't think Connor's the type of guy that's going to push the pace. You know, he's more of a counterfighter, like I said, and then once he catches you, it's a wrap. But... I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he'll ever smoke Khabib. I think it'll be the same yeah, as the first. Fight. I don't. I, I think. I, I don't. I don't ever see him smoking Khabib. Like what? It, what he did to Eddie Alvarez was truly special. Okay, and I don't. I don't think there's. Uh, there's. There's another guy that offers that same sort of style that would give him the opportunity to maybe do that again. Because that was probably one of the most. That's a, one of the top five knockouts for me, like ever. That's more. That's so impressive. Like just slowing that knockout down and watching it, with like the distance that he comes back and covers, going going back to land those those punches. Um. So I I I don't think like Khabib's. I don't see him making those same mistakes that Alvarez did. And his his wrestling's a lot better than Alvarez. His shots that he would offer, I think, are way better. So I, I really don't see. That happening. Part of me, part of me is kind of with you. Like I, I truly do think that, that Eddie Alvarez, the the knockout. I truly do think it was special. 
But what what uh, John Cavanaugh said on Joe Rogan, he said that Connor was more focused on defensive wrestling than he was offensive striking in that fight. Um, like it does kind of make sense because we did see like a really slow, like a weird Connor in that Khabib fight, and he did he did stuff a takedown. He and he did get caught with a huge right hand that changed the course of the fight. He did, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's very obvious, like his striking. It, whether it was his his mindset or whether it was everything going on outside the cage, I don't think. I don't think true Conor McGregor showed up that night. Um, I don't know. I think I think Conor could definitely knock him out within one to two rounds ish. Anything over three rounds, and Habib's gonna just fucking take him to the Shark Tank again and drown him. Out. I just I feel that just with with that that style like that style that could be brings that pressure wrestling style like so if, exhausting. He, as as soon as he gets Conor up against the cage, which I think I think he can definitely do. He can. I think he's able to go in and, and slip a couple of strikes and get a hold of him. I think he's able to do that. I, if he does that, that's it. He just has to do it five times. You know what I mean? Economy tap. Yep. Very true. You know what I mean? So I, that that that's really the reason why I don't I don't really see that happen. I have, just have a hard time seeing it. I want to see it, but I just have a hard time seeing him doing that. that I, to Khabib. I don't know that I want to see it or or what. I just. I don't know. I have some feeling. I don't think they make that fight again. I really don't think they make that fight again. I don't see we see a second fight either. between those two. I really don't. Uh, I think truthfully, I, truthfully I, I think now that Habib's father has passed and, and R.I.P. Um, uh, Abdullah Map. Abdullah Map. Yeah, I was, I was worried I was going to butcher his name. Abdullah Map Narmagomedov. R.I.P. <laughs> to him. But I truly mm-hmm. am somewhat wondering if he even comes to the, the Gaethje fight, you know, because his father was his best friend. It was his head coach. I'm not sure. His whole career is based on his father's, you know? It really is, and his father... Mm, I think you might want to rethink that going the other way. I think that will make him... What if it makes him extremely focused? It definitely could, and, and if it does, then it I... And I you, see, you see uh, uh, Khabib 2.0. You go, yeah, oh, there, oh who's huge, this? That's a huge possibility. I mean, we definitely... You know what I mean? Because now you're seeing it, this is a different Khabib now, because, it, yes, his, his dad is gone. I'm so, just worried that maybe what are you going to get? I'm just worried that maybe he retires and we never do get those spectacular matchups, you know what I mean? Well, I think you can make the argument that if he loses this fight in, in a somewhat spectacular fashion, he could retire. I know. I would I would want him to retire yeah. on a win as opposed to a loss. Cause he's had I'm sure a- he would love to retire undefeated. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I, I'd oh, see him sure. take – he wants to retire undefeated. So, uh, man, I don't, I don't think he's going to lose focus for this fight. I think it makes him more focused. Let's hope so. Let's I mean, so. if if you just if you just see him even during all the trash talk, especially with like the Connor fight, you could see him. He got worked up a little bit towards the end, but for the most part, he's composed. Mm-hmm. He's a very composed and humble guy. And uh, you know, I think when he when you know a tragedy like this happens, he a guy like him can sit back and address the important things and know what what he has to do to win this fight. Very true. Yep. It is very true. I'm just, I'm worried that, uh, I, I don't know, man. I remember, you know, because I lost my father, and, and I know it negatively affected me for quite some time, so I'm, I'm worried that, uh, you know, maybe without his father, maybe the passion's kind of gone, you know? Um, it can go that way, too. I agree. It, yep. it, it can go either way. Like TJ was saying, like, it could definitely light a fire under him, and, and you know, I, I hope that we get Justin Gaethje versus Khabib. I hope that both of them get to the fight, I hope nobody gets hurt, and I hope we get that fight, and then after that fight, I don't know, I really want that Connor Khabib number two fight. 
I want to see a yeah. I want to see a real Conor McGregor show up because I I truly don't know that the the actual Conor McGregor you know the real Slim Shady please stand up <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the real Conor McGregor showed up for that fight. Yeah, I've been I've been missing him ever since that post fight interview. That was one of my favorite post fight interviews after he beat Cerrone and they panned to Usman and Masvidal and he's every single one of these fools can get it, you know. Well, he, he he called out uh, uh Paul he called every, even <laughs> please even the fool at the desk. <laughs> That's what he said, even the fool at the desk. Immediately. Uh, I, I loved even, it. I wasn't even thinking of Paul Felder initially. I was thinking of fucking John Anik. <laughs> I was like, why do you want to beat up John? I was That's like, true. John's a nice guy. Don't beat him up. <laughs> uh, man, but uh, man, one of my favorite moments uh, post-fight from him. I I, I love it. <laughs> I I truly hope that Connor doesn't retire. Like. I He's, do miss that, yes. I do. I miss yeah. it, man. I miss, I miss Saturday night Conor McGregor fight nights. Oh, I remember I had, to, I had to Uber to the Buffalo Wild Wings in town when he fought uh, Mayweather. And so I Ubered there, and then I Ubered back. And I remember when me, it was like me, my wife, uh, my brother, and his wife. Like, whenever we were leaving Buffalo Wild Wings, like, the road was so fucking packed leaving that Buffalo Wild Wings. Because oh, so yeah. many people had came out. And they actually charged an admission that night uh, to Buffalo Wild oh, wow. Wings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, That's my, rare. my family's actually from Virginia, so my brother drove down from Virginia, and uh, mm-hmm. he came, like, pretty much just for the fight. Like, we just made, like, a big weekend of it. But I remember there were so many other mm-hmm. people there that had made, like, their entire weekend just about this, this Mayweather-McGregor fight. And then I start thinking mm-hmm. about the, the Cowboy-Connor fight. And it was a huge fucking deal. And I had all my friends from the gym, and, and we were all group chatting, and the ones who could, you know, they all came, and we watched the fight live together. And, like, there's just something about a Conor McGregor fight night. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that we'll ever get another fighter with that kind of, like, effect that Conor McGregor's, like, had. But I truly yeah. hope that if we don't get another fighter like that, I hope Conor sticks around for a long time because I miss those nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fought actually a couple of years ago. I fought uh, the night the, the night before Connor fought. I fought on a Friday night because uh, the venue that I fought in they were actually showing the fights like the the Connor fight mm-hmm. the next night that Saturday. So I fought on a Friday night. I lost by uh, rear naked choke. Well, then I drove all the way from West Virginia back to Virginia, uh, slept. Got up, went to Buffalo Wild Wings with my family, and then Connor got choked out. And my brother literally looked at me, and he was—he was like, "He was like, good job, Josh. You broke Connor McGregor." <laughs> it was right before the 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 first Nate Diaz, but he says, "Good job, Josh. You broke you broke Connor McGregor." And I was like, "Wow, fuck me." Wow, so that's crazy. The second time that Connor lost, uh, I had just previously lost my fight by rear naked choke. Oh, right before he got choked out by Khabib. So. I have I have a fucking I have a love for Connor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up mm-hmm. there. Uh, UFC 251 goes down next week, July or this coming Saturday, July 11th, from Abu Dhabi, and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, this this was awesome. Uh, this is probably the longest yes, one that we've done. It. Who's fighting? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh this has been great guys i really uh i really appreciate uh you guys having me and i'm glad to be part of the team 
All right. Great, man. All right. Well, for uh, Josh and for Gabe, this is TJ signing off for Baseline MMA. Thanks for listening, guys. Everybody, right, thanks, uh, guys. everybody go follow us on Twitter at uh, Baseline Times and Instagram at Baseline Times and just Google Baseline mm-hmm. Times. There you go. You'll find us. Ba-boom.